Oh, man. <laughs> we have another episode. Um, Austin, in fact, is here. I promise. Um, he's a little sick. Yeah, barely here. It's a flu. Yeah, it's a flu game. <laughs> flu game for me. Yeah, on top of that terrific weekend you had, this is going to help you out, right? Fighting through this, yeah. through this podcast. Yeah, it's, you know, three home losses in a row. <laughs> Talked a lot of crap for no reason, yeah. clearly. We'll get to that, but welcome, everybody, to Austin and Ali, a sports podcast. Uh, we're going at it today. I think we got a good episode. Um, we got social medias. We got our Instagram running up, so we're going to start posting videos on there. So give that a follow, uh, Austin underscore and underscore Ollie. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Austin underscore and underscore Ollie, and then follow us on TikTok too and YouTube. All that stuff we post everything on there too. Um, but everything will be in the show description. So if you want to go follow us, if you can't find us, just check us out in the show description, and it'll be there for us as well. That sounds good. Yeah. So we got all that going on. Um. Um, this weekend reminded me like a little bit. Is like I guess I'm kind of famous. I went to the TCU game, obviously, oh, yeah. also for the first time tailgating, and he introduced me to all his friends. Stuff. Oh, you're the you're the you're all oh, you're the podcast. I'm like, that's me. That's yeah. me. Shit, so we're gonna, yeah, I guess we're kind time. of famous, man. Shit. I wish, bro. I know. I want <laughs> hey, maybe one day. Maybe one day. Uh, we'll yeah, get man. There. But um, we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff today. Uh, Austin was basically everywhere, but in a winning situation. I'll tell you that yeah, right now. Not a single one. Um. But yeah, uh, first ECU game, we're going to talk about that and how, I mean, I thought it was as a, I'd say a neutral fan for me right now. It was pretty fun. Austin's perspective, probably not as fun. Um, yeah. yeah, the celebrities were out at LAFC, including my co-host Austin was there. He was on the on yeah. the sheet of all the famous people. I swear I saw you there. Yeah, it was there. It was there in the bottom in the little print. That was, I was right there. <laughs> co-host Austin Nolly. That was it. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're gonna talk about that and just like your experience and everything you did this weekend, basically. Because yeah, for sure, I wish I did that. But uh, let's get into it, man. Uh, Premier League. I'll start it off. Uh, West Ham just yeah, keeps on winning, keeps on winning, man. Um, still can't keep a clean sheet. Talked about it last week. How it pisses me off. How we just can't keep a clean sheet. They conceded what ninety third minute, and just can't keep a clean sheet even against Lund Town and. You get the three points, but once you start getting like bigger teams, like you got City when we come back from this international break. So we're going to test your defense. Let's see how um, disciplined they can be. But yeah, uh, we spoiled their home opener. Um, it was a tough environment. I could tell like at the very beginning, they were getting cooked. I don't know if you watched the game. I watched a little bit until I had to leave for golf. <clears throat> but yeah, I left and I thought we were going to get the clean sheet. And I, get, I leave and some of my buddies had like West Ham keepers or West Ham defenders on their fantasy team. Like fuck West Ham, bro. They couldn't keep the clean sheet. I'm like, oh my. God. I thought I turned it off. I was like, we can, I can leave. I don't have to worry about anything. Um, then um, yeah, goals from Bowen and Zuma. Um, another assist from Jay's Ward Prowess. He just keeps on being one of the best signings next to Edson Alvarez. Uh, he was man of the match and clearly still a fan favorite. He's just physicality, man. He's this is nothing to him, bro. He's going into tackles like studs. Yeah. Uh, this is this is. His environment, yeah, he loves it, bro. Yeah, what he used to. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm loving that. That he's not having trouble with that. I think if anything, just his stamina, still getting there, trying to get back into uh, like 90 minute fitness. So I think he'll get yeah. there soon enough. Um, but yeah, Paqueta gets an assist too, so he was looking pretty good. Um, he's more of like you got to watch him player. He's not really a stat guy. Last year, if you look at his stats, he wasn't like amazing. But it's just a player you got to watch, and you'll see how he can make a difference. And um, yeah, like I talked about, next match is City at home. I think it's good for us, right? It picked the perfect time to play them. I mean, we're probably still going to get smacked, 
but you get the international yeah. break, you get everyone set, and maybe you have your the new defender, the Greek guy, can't remember his last name, but oh, long yeah. ass last name, and you got Kudus too. Uh, so yeah, he, they get comfortable, and we'll see how this lineup's going to look like against City, and it's, it's going to be counterattack. It's going to be like Brighton, but obviously City is going to be able to take care of those chances, unlike Brighton, and you just let's see how disciplined they can be. Yeah, I'm selfishly. I'm hoping that you guys at least take points off of City. Oh, just because, be yeah, because like obviously, looking at the table, City are on top. I think right now with with four wins, and they're the only team that's that hasn't dropped points yet. So I mean, having them drop points to, to you guys who are also, uh, you guys are currently in fourth right now. So that'd be a big, big. Uh, Big thing for the title race. I mean, I'm not saying that West Ham are pushing for the title. No offense, but why not? I think that not? for I don't see why not. <laughs> I purely see for exactly why. Um, for teams like Arsenal, Liverpool, like I, I've had so many things that I've said come wrong. So I don't even want to throw Spurs in there, but just like teams like that that are competing for a title race. Um, with City, I think that having them drop points this early on would be big. And it's not like West Ham is. Like them playing West Ham is something, and dropping points West Ham is you know out of out of question. I think that West Ham are playing a tough brand of soccer to to go against, which it may not be like super pleasing to the eye, and it may not be something that everybody loves, and it's not high flying, but you know it's getting results. And at the end of the day, right, like the final score is all that matters. And if you guys are winning, you guys are you know getting the points. Who cares how it looks? I mean, that's clearly evident by when you guys played Brighton. So. Yeah, man, I'm pumped for you. I think it's it's a good time to be a West Ham fan. I think that they've Thanks, spent man. their Declan Rice money really, really well. Um, I'm excited to see what they look like after the international break, and they kind of get some of the the last two new signings kind of integrated and and see how they look. I think the City game is going to be a pretty good game, pretty big game to watch. And then obviously, I, I I don't know if you mentioned it, but you guys are starting Europa League up soon, so yeah, that'll, that'll be exciting. Be good to kind of get some of that squad rotation. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, we'll man. see how our depth looks awesome. like with those guys. I think we have a pretty decent like depth squad. Uh, like you said, Spurs is yeah, kind of like starting eleven. Yeah. After that, there's really not much. So I think we have a decent bench too. I mean, we did that last year, except for like I think Declan Rice and Antonio were like the main guys that just consistently kept playing. That's all we had. Yeah. So now I'm excited to see how our depth can be. Do you guys have guys behind Antonio? Do you guys have another striker? Um. Young dude, um, I think he's on the squad. He scored last year in the conference league too. Um, but it's just like a academy player okay. that's just like it's barely his second year. Yeah, I think okay. that's our backup striker. <laughs> no, that makes. I'm sense. being honest. Phantom Bone. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, because yeah, I mean, yeah. okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, you'd probably just ship Bone up mm-hmm. there. But yeah, man, that's cool. Um, I know Europa League will be pretty, pretty, pretty big for you guys. And who's who else in your group for Europa? Um, this that's the where they're opening up is is that Serbian team. Um, yeah, TSC. I'm not TSC. gonna try to mention their name, man. Um, I thought we got like in a pretty like tough group, if I'm being honest. Um, or at least some teams that I at least know. Olympiacos, Freiburg, oh, the other guys. Yeah. So oh, I, yeah, I don't think it's gonna be tough. a walk in the walk in the park for sure. So I think it's gonna be some good yeah. some good competition. I think that I, they yeah, should I, still make it out, obviously, but. Yeah, Some good no, I remember um, going when Spurs, I think they were in Champions League and they played Olympiacos. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a super tough environment to play. Um, you know, I have a couple of friends that are like really big Olympiacos fans and they always, 
they're they're big upping big upping them so yeah man I'm, I'm curious to see how you guys do and i think it'll be it'll be cool especially to watch and, and kind of see how it goes so sweet man um oh, yeah how are y'all yeah, gonna do else? in european nights i was gonna ask you that <laughs> all right yeah you, that's cool. you can talk about your team right here that's, too i'll transition to that that's a you. fun joke that's a fun <laughs> joke kick him in while he's down today bro that's crazy all right yeah so moving on to spurs uh five two win at burnley I'll try to keep it short. Um, big win. Finally got finally got the offensive attack going. Um, and crazy that it coincides with Richarlison being benched and Son moving into striker, which he immediately scored a hat-trick. So I think that that was kind of the plan all along was for Ange to kind of let Richarlison have his run, knowing that it wouldn't work, and then eventually move Son into that role, which has worked perfectly. So... Hopefully, it kind of keeps that up. I'll be interested to see how after the international break, like what happens. I know that um, Richarlison, I think, is going with Brazil. So, I don't know, maybe going home for a little bit and, and kind of getting his mind right will kind of help him get a little bit better. But who knows, man. Um, some big takeaways. Madison is still balling. He he looks unbelievable. He can, like, really, at, even at $40 million, he looks like a bargain. Um, I think that he's probably our, the best player on our team at least form-wise, and then, I mean, could be in discussion for best player in the Premier League. Um, I think his form right now should absolutely have him start in the uh, England squad with, like, I think it should be him, Declan Rice, and Jude as that little, like, midfield three. It's a nasty midfield, man. It's a nasty midfield. So I think that, I mean, just everything that he's been doing really since he got to Spurs has has been fantastic. I mean, he's a great leader, too. He's, like, he was a vice captain not even two months after joining, which is, I feel like is, is pretty big and, and kind of just shows the kind of character that he has as a, as a person. Um, our fullbacks. I don't know if you watched the highlights for this, but Pedro Poro, our right back, he played a disgusting ball that led son in for his third goal. And it was, it was probably a 40 or 50 yard pass that just like oh, dropped wow. perfectly right in front of son, right in his path to run and just finish it. And so, that's something that, like, if he can keep doing that and, and staying defensively sound, that's that's really impressive. And then on the left side, Destiny Udagi is he's like an Italian, like U21, and just moving into the Premier League. This was his first year in the Prem, and like he pretty much right away like settled in and just has, has shown his quality. I think he has like an assist or two this year already, and just he's really kind of just locking down that left side. So. It's something that like takes me back to the days when we had like Danny Rose and he was playing week in, week out, really in that like Champions League final season in twenty nineteen where like we had somebody at left back that was like a constant game changer and that's kind of something that Udagi has that is really nice. Um Christian Romero is probably my favorite player on the team. Just like I love his attitude. He's a World Cup winner. Um like and then just randomly he scores a world class like top ends goal off of a corner. Like from outside the box too, which like nobody would expect, and he plays with like so much passion. I think that it's infectious to, to kind of watch him play, and it, it makes it fun. Um, makes it fun supporting him. Makes it fun, you know. He, he, you see him like winding people up too. It's just like a good time. So, um, we play next after the international blur at international break. We play Sheffield United at home, which you know he's got to take care of business in, in games like that and kind of keep the run going, keep the form going, which will be good. Um, kind of hitting on the fact that you kind of mentioned that you know Spurs aren't playing 
European soccer anymore, or at least this season. Um, we're already out of the Carabao Cup, so pretty much from here until holidays, we're playing one game a week, which for the league, the league is a good thing. I mean, it could be a very I, good thing, yeah, for y'all. It could be a very good thing. So I don't want to say that Spurs are going to challenge for the title. I can't say that. I'm, you know, I'm so tired of jinxing things at this point. Six. This is now six weeks into it. I think that I'm not going to say it, but it's just something to keep an eye on. That's 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 all I want to say. Um, but yeah, man, that's kind of all I have, all I have on Spurs. I know we were at the tailgate on Saturday when the game was going on, so I had to catch the highlights after the fact. But yeah, man, I, I just I'm really happy with everything that has been happening. I um, just signed Brandon Johnson from Forest, which will be kind of good to add. It's like a another like striker winger type, which will be nice. So yeah, man, looking forward to after the international break, kind of seeing how we look and hopefully we can keep this run going. Um, but yeah, on to the match of the week. We're going to start kind of just featuring only one match in the Premier League when we talk about it, trying to shorten some of this stuff up. Um, I felt like the match of the week was Arsenal United. Um, obviously, big top six match between two you know, teams that are pushing for U- European soccer and Arsenal really challenging for the title. I think that um, it was a 3-1 win on Arsenal. It was Sunday morning, I think, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Did you have a chance to watch it at all or anything like that? Yeah, so I did. Um, I made sure to I, wake I caught up it while that. I was on the plane. Yeah, yeah. So I caught it while I was on the plane. Had a little bit of it. Um, what are some of your big takeaways of the game, and and kind of what did you think while you're watching it? Um, just Manchester United in general. I mean, that's all right. Rashford was just. I mean, Rashford had a really good goal to start it off, and then it just shows you. I don't know if you saw that clip with um. I think it's like some man you guys that do like live stream or like during the games, and they're like, guys, guys, we need to calm down, like. Arsenal does this, like, we get carried away, but Arsenal's going to come back, and they're going to score pretty quick on us, right? Yeah. He finishes his sentence, and then they score and that then, beautiful field of goal, yeah. bro. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Odegaard that scored, yeah. But it was, oh, it, was a right, beautiful, right. yeah, yeah. it was a beautiful build-up, and I was just like, oh, my God. Because, like, like, this is what I – I'm glad I woke up to watch this. Like, this is what I want to watch. Yeah. Um, and then Rashford still got some couple other plays where he could have had, like, a better play IQ and – he just didn't decide to take three guys on his own and try to keep going to his right foot and get an outside-the-box shot or curl shot. Yeah. And they ended up working out. And you saw everything in this game, man. VAR was Yeah, it was crazy. Fun. I just – it's so it's scary now because you can't celebrate. I mean, Richardson, Richardson knows this now. That you really can't – you can't celebrate. You don't know yet. And especially in one of those goals, like, everyone has been boosting. Um, um, I think it was Gabrielle, yeah, that did the, the offside trap that I was able to come yeah. back. Oh my gosh! From literally, yeah, Garnacho. literally like millimeters. Dude, yeah, picture, yeah, and it's like uh, we could probably talk about this another time. But I'm not a big fan of VAR just because, like, I mean, it was not always part of the game, and like yeah. it just happened. I feel like you have to deal with adversity, and like it just matters how you do it. Like refs make mistakes sometimes; it's terrible mistakes, but it just happens. It's it's human error, and like that's how you got to live with. You can't do that in real life, you know. Go back and fix stuff. So, but stuff like that, I mean kind of ruins the game but also makes it more interesting but i mean you see garnacho kissing the badge doing everything and then yeah i was like dude that might be offside i was like i don't know and then they check it up offside and then uh you talked about the or we'll talk about the the adding of the injury time which i'm a big fan of personally because it just makes it to like okay waste time here but you're gonna get that added at the at the end anyways so you're gonna be tired and clearly got Manchester united they were trying to go eager for the tying goal and then 
Gabriel Jesus sends, who was it for a hot dog? Who did he send? Was it Dallow? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was Dallow. Dude, I could have called that from a mile <laughs> away. I was like, Jesus, you better like fake shot here. Like you have to. And like, yeah. you can't blame Dallow for that. Like it was going to be a good tackle. If he would have shot, he was right on it. But I mean, you got to yeah, like recognize just, the game. I mean, he's what a you, right, you can't really. He's a right-footed guy and the fake shot. And he just, you just look like an idiot. And Gabriel Jesus just, Cool, calm, yeah, collective, and just, just slots, slots in the bottom in. corner. And just, yeah. it's a lovely goal, man. But it was, it was a good game. Like you said, you had everything. You had the VR uh, controversy and just great game in general. And Arsenal ends up taking the 3 1 win. And you get to see former Hammer Declan Rice score a goal. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I think that um, definitely the like the new injury time and, and the revised rules behind that is are kind of showing now that they're making big impacts. I mean, right, Declan's goal is what, in the 96th minute? Jesus's goal was in the 101st minute. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of just playing a big part. And I, I know that it's happened like that in other games too. Um, I really do think that United are in trouble because um, I think Arsenal dominated pretty much a majority of that game. Obviously, they ha- Arsenal had that penalty that was overturned and then vice versa. Garnacho's goal mm-hmm. was kind of – was also ruled out. But I think the Arsenal kind of still dominated the majority of it. And, you know, now looking at – like. United's four games into the season, they've only won two, and both of those have come against Wolves and Forest, which aren't, you know, they're not teams that are looking to be pushing for really anything specific. I mean, I think both those teams are just trying to survive. So it's kind of concerning if I was a United fan to see how they do. So I know there's a lot of like Ten Hag questions on on what he's doing and kind of some of the selection stuff, and then obviously like on like social media they're kind of on hot, in hot water when it comes to like the the greenwood like train uh loaning him to hitafe i think hitafe. Mm-hmm. and also now yeah and then anthony like all the like domestic violence stuff that that he has going on and in, in brazil so there's a lot of like narratives and, and un, kind of uncertainties surrounding united that i think is, is isn't good for them um but i think that united are kind of transitioning to Arsenal. I think Arsenal looks pretty good this in this game and you know, I think that they're kind of primed to repeat some of the success that they had last season. Um I will be curious to see how they do when like Champions League comes around and, and all that stuff and how they balance it. But they also were in Europa last year, so it's not like it's gonna be something that they're like super on like not used to in regards to like the squad depth kind of thing. But I think that the Champions League fixtures are just a little bit more like intense require a little bit more playing of your first like your first choice lineup versus Europa how you may have somebody that you don't really have to play a first choice lineup against so you can kind of rotate a little bit more so yeah man uh unless do you have any big takeaways for the Premier League I think that's kind of all I had and all the stuff I really wanted to hit on it's about it uh, you mentioned a little bit just the Manchester United like and you also their two wins were Wolves and Nottingham you could easily say those wins were not comfortable for those guys you have the comeback win against Nottingham you were down 2-0 quickly and then wolves you get the you had a controversy call where there could have been a penalty so it's it's scary yep. you can say yeah we have six points but like hey those six points you did not win comfortably easily could have been zero or, or two points or one and you yeah, could, exactly. yeah or two exactly. yeah exactly did tie both games um yeah, that's all i got for premier league man well cool man well i'll uh go ahead and get my glove let's get ready for all in outfield let's do it man hold it there's a lot to talk about um i was about to punch my hand like as a glove sign but Points hey, over to Julio Diaz. So that just leads perfectly to it, man. Um, he is on the way to the game yesterday at the Ranger game. On the way, get the notification. It says, oh, Diaz gets charged for domestic violence again. 
So it's not the first time. Um, it's sad, man. Um, it was outside. Uh, supposedly, I saw like this Reddit thing that some guy said that he works at the LAFC game and that they yeah. saw him like it was at the game supposedly and they saw him doing it and, like they pushed him out and everything like they're getting him out of the way and stuff. So this is a sad thing, especially like as like as a Mexican or like, you know, people love ODS. I mean, especially in Dodger, like yeah. the Dodger team. I mean, mostly his, Hispanic Mexican people like him striving, winning a World Series. Like it was just awesome. And then I remember my mom would be like, "Oh, like look at her. Yes, like he has a cool story." And I'm like, "Yeah, mom, but he beats women." He's so beating, sorry, he's beating people. He's beating women, and this is the second time. So I really think this might, this should be the last time we probably ever hear of him, if it's true. I mean, right now they're just allegations. We don't know yet for a fact, but I mean, we wouldn't be surprised since he's already had priors to it. I think it was like a 20 game suspension. Yeah. It's going to be tough to come back from that, I think. And then um, Trey Turner has been on a tear as of late. He was getting booed on his at-bats. Um, it was bad towards the beginning of the season. And he just decided to turn it up. And um, obviously, he's showing why he got paid that $300 million contract with the Phillies. And he's also leaving on paternity leave today, which means he's going to be expecting a child. But if you go back nine months before, some people like to do this. When there's a big athlete okay. or something like, why are they on paternity leave? Like, what happened nine months ago? What happened nine months what ago? What happened nine months ago? He got, he signed the $300, uh, $300 million contract. So he was Good excited friend. and he said, hey, we can have a baby. Let's, let's make do a it. baby. Yeah, let's make a baby. Let's, now let's make a baby. <laughs> exactly. So uh, congrats to him. So other hand, uh, Lucas Giolito um, played for three teams this year so far. Started off with the White Sox, traded to the Angels, got waived, and to the Guardians. Okay. Lucas Giolito did something that hasn't been done since 1899. I don't know if he wants to be. I don't know if he wants to be part of this list, though. Um, he is the first pitcher to allow A plus runs in a game for three different MLB teams in the same season. Since yeah, Bill funny. McGee did in 1899 for the Louisville Colonels, Philadelphia Phillies, and the Washington Senators. So that's crazy. I thought I was like, I was trying to think of like three teams in one season's pretty like crazy. But it's like, no, I mean, it happens trade or like get released and like people pick you up. So it happens often more if you think about it. But then like on your debut game for each of those teams, you gave up at least eight runs. It's crazy to me. That's just like sucking on a whole other level. (laughs) And I feel like I don't even know because he was a pretty good pitcher last year too, right? So I feel like at this point, it's got to be something like, on the mental side, like you're just you're tipping your pitches or just like not having that confidence in your abilities and kind of just showing like yeah. it just kind of just waterfalls at that point, which is brutal. And when you got traded, I think he was like a sub four ERA, like I want to say like three seventy ish. So he, I mean, obviously he's he's a good pitcher. Just yeah, I mean, it happens to the best of us, but that's just I think it's a funny stat to have. Obviously, it's not something he wants to have. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, stick with the Angels. Uh, they stay poverty. Uh, obviously, they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose uh, Shohei Otani for a while, I think. Or he got pulled yesterday from the start. He got scratched because of an oblique injury. And um, they're Jeez. gonna have their team picture today, but they said he wasn't available, so they pulled a not a stunt double, but like it says body, body double, a body double for the team photo. He's all in Shohei. I would, I would do it, bro. They went up to you and said, "Hey, bro, we need you to be Shohei for this picture. You wear the uniform. Yeah, that's funny. And you fit the, you, you, uh, you fit the requirement. You got the height. You got the size. It'd be an honor <laughs> to it. be Shohei Otani. Yeah, just for the picture, just standing that's next to like everyone. Fun, it's like a fun story too. 
And I was like, hey, you know, I was Shohei Otani. He's like, dude, yeah. shut up. Uh, I thought I said the picture's funny. It's some white dude. It might be like some guy that works in the organization, like a coach or like a batting coach or something. But yeah, they're gonna Photoshop him later. I want to see how that Photoshop's gonna be. Yeah, that's gotta be right. Damn good, it has to be. <laughs> um, uh, Royce Lewis, uh, name's familiar because he uh, put up a grand slam against us in the Minnesota series last week or two weeks ago at Minnesota. Uh, he's okay. a rookie that was drafted in 2017, straight out of high school. He's the first round, first overall pick for the Minnesota Twins. Um, he was supposed to be really good, and like injuries have really held him back. Talked about it a little bit last week or two weeks ago, and he's hit three three grand slams in the last eight games or his past eight games. Three grand slams, or yeah, three grand slams, ten homers, yeah. and is batting 307 with a 354. Wait, ten homer, ten home runs in eight games. Oh, that's the season. My bad. I think season. But the A games is the oh, Grand okay. Slams. Like, My bad. Yeah, I should have put some pause like, in there. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah, three Grand Slams in eight games. And I think it's eight over games. like 175. Yeah. So he, but he's only like 175 plate appearances, I think. So 10 homers. And that's his oh, wow. yeah, stat line for the season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, he's definitely uh, showing his worth. A lot of people thought maybe he was a bust just because of his injuries and stuff, which sucks. A lot of people have so much potential, but injuries just hold him back. So if he stays healthy, he's... Pretty damn good player, and uh, this is his rookie season, and we've seen it. And like three grand slams in eight games is insane. Almost in a week, he had three grand slams. That's twelve rubies. Yeah, that's so, super impressive. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, sticking with the rookie guys, uh, Paul Skeens. Just after two starts, I think he did in Double A. Uh, they placed him in the development list, and his season is over. He won't be pitching anymore. Um, they said it's it's not like a performance thing. It's just we wanted to be ready have a full off season beard for next year. And I think it's smart, yeah, it smart sense. thing to do, but, but media's running away with it. Obviously saying that, Oh, they're shutting him down for the season. Like blah, blah, blah. But it, it's to get him a development. Yeah, you get him like, throwing he, specific he, pitches and stuff like that, that he wants to work on. Yeah. And then like, also he had a, I mean, he did have a full college season too. Like it's not like he hasn't been pitching all season anyway. So, I mean, I'd be curious to see like between what he threw and, in college at LSU, and then also through what he um, what he did in like rookie ball, single A, and mm-hmm. double A, or whatever. I, yeah. Like it's probably a, a year's worth of innings, so it's probably good. I mean, he's what, a top, the first overall pick. Like they don't want him mm-hmm. to to really like do anything to his arm or his shoulder or his elbow. So I think it makes sense, especially because he's a like one of those like high velocity guys, and I think that. I've seen a lot of research that say like guys that have high velocity, it's hard to it's hard to keep them healthy and not have you know Tommy John and stuff like that. So I don't think there's really much to it. I think it, it kind of makes sense. And they already have let them let them get situated double A at the start of next year and, and kind of keep rolling. Yeah, and like you said, like he had a full college season, so like just putting him out there, like I forget exactly. that I think about him like, do they play ball that quickly? And like, bro, they just played a whole college season. Like for people that come out of college, yeah. it's like. Like you said, but he went from college, maybe had a couple of weeks, months off, and they said, okay, get to baseball, which is probably fun for him. He's like, yeah, I get to keep playing baseball. But if you're thinking long-term, you definitely want to keep him healthy. And like you said, he's a guy that uh, really resides on his like his uh, speed and stuff like that on his pitches. So you want to make sure yeah, he keeps like that pitcher. as much as possible. Exactly. Um, yeah, and I think he, he pitched, what, like, between – college and then the the minors he pitched like 130 or so innings this year mm. on 24 starts which i feel like that makes sense i mean he got kind of like hit around at double a i think he gave up yeah gave up four earned and 
two innings. So, yeah, man, I think I think it makes sense and kind of just get him ready for the year. And he's probably having some of that arm fatigue, and he's got to adjust to the the big league, like the minor league lifestyle. So, no, nah, I, I don't think there's much to it. Yeah. That's all I got, man. Um, that's all for the all in the outfield. Uh, get you back in the showers. Get you quick out there because AU. We, I'm, I'm I'm excited for AU today. I can't wait to talk to my professor. He had a lot of things to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess let's we can go ahead and hop right into it. Um. Yeah. So TCU lost. I talked a lot about. I don't know if you know Colorado is a good team. I don't know if. Deion Sanders is a good coach. You know, I wasn't, like, super sold on Shador, uh, Shador at quarterback. You know, is Travis Hunter really, like, everything that he's said to be? Well, I've seen them in person, and I am officially a believer. I hate to say it. I really do. I was, a like, I, I, I like him at. Yeah, How Prime I, said you I, believe? Yeah, I, yeah, you know, he keeps receipts, and, you know, everything that he said was going to happen, happened, and. Yeah, I mean, I I think the Colorado, the truth, they're now ranked 22 in the nation, yeah. um, which is, I mean, Massive. after going 1-11 last year is, is unbelievable. Um, I think that, you know, like, to give them their flowers, they they played a great game. I, they really didn't make any mistakes. Um, you know, their offense, like, they made the play when they needed to. I mean, at the very beginning of the game, TCU got the ball, went three and out, and Colorado immediately – went all the way down the field and scored a touchdown and let's say 12 plays, a nice orchestrated drive. So, I mean, to come in and, and to do that at, you know, a record-breaking crowd at TCU, I think they had, there was 53,000 of us there. So it was 105, it felt like. So to to do that is, and and to come off at a 1-11 team, and I think they had close to 85 or 90 new players last this year versus last year. So to be able to do that is just is, is unbelievable and, you know, I, I'll eat the crow. I, I think that, you know, all props are, are, are to be given to Colorado, their coaching staff, their players, because they bought in. They did everything they needed to do. They had a great, great scheme. Um, Kind of now transitioning to TCU, I think that there's there were some serious issues on defense. I was kind of saying it all game, but when you're on – when you have a third and two and your safeties are, are guarding the slot receivers and they're 15 yards off the ball – it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, all day long, Colorado took what TCU gave them, and TCU was giving them all this, like, short and, and intermediate stuff, and they took it. And, you know, should have had, what, 510 yards passing on the day? So, yeah, which it, it is what it is. So I think that I kept saying throughout the throughout the game, like, you know, like, I, I trust TCU's defense. They have seven starters returning, but and their secondary is supposed to be, you know, supposed to be reloaded and be even better than it was last year, and it just didn't look so. I think the secondary got burned the whole time, and it was rough. It was rough out there. It was. I kind of it kind of reminded me of like the Big Twelve championship game, how you never really realize that you kind of always just expected TCU to go down and score, but then they never did. Like they just didn't, and and in the game you walked away kind of disappointed, upset because you know it was a loss. It was a close game. I think the opportunities were there for TCU to, to win the game. I mean, missed a field goal, which ultimately would have tied it and like would have sent it to overtime in the future. Um, two interceptions in the red zone by Chandler Morris, the quarterback. One was a fantastic play by, by Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter. Kind of on our side of the he's field. He's a dog, is, bro. Yeah, so he's a dog. So, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where 
you got to play better and you got to be there and you got to be ready to go. And Colorado were and TC weren't. And they just kind of got hit in the face. And I'm curious to see now how TC responds kind of the rest of the season. I think we got Nickel State this week, this week which is like an FCS opponent. So, you know, they need to go out and they kind of need to be upset and be angry and, and go and take their anger out because and the week after that, they got Houston and Houston's first Big 12 game on the road in Houston. So it's not like it gets easier and, you know, the Big 12 slate's going to be coming up, you know, pretty quick. So TCU's got to respond. They got to figure out the answers on defense and, you know, I, I backed them to do that. It's just they need to do it. Um, and then this week, Colorado play uh, Nebraska at home, which will kind of be a big game. And, you know, I, I'm expecting it to be pretty packed out. So I'm I'm pretty curious to see how they do. Uh, they play some big games later in the season against USC, Oregon State, Oregon. So Yeah, I'm excited to see those be games a good one. too. Yeah. Well, my man coughs. Um, no, yeah, it was a it was a good game to be at. First game ever. Um, I thought it was just you know I didn't know much about both teams. I knew that Colorado was a new team, new guys. Like you said, no one knows what's gonna happen. But Sanders, man, he looked good, man. He looked comfortable in that pocket, bro. Uh, yeah. Maybe TCU just never put any much pressure. I know they got a couple sacks, but he just looked so good, man, rolling out the pocket and just making plays like he was supposed to. This, they didn't yeah. really try too much. I'm being honest. And yeah. then just Travis. Hunter, I think it, I think it felt I, that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that it felt that any time that Colorado needed to make a play, I think that they were going to make it. They had four receivers with over 100 yards, so it's kind of brutal to, to see, and, and you kind of hit it, right? Like, TCU, their weak point on their defense really is a defensive line, and they need to be kind of making more like making more plays, and they just didn't. Yeah, and then um, Travis Hunter, I had no idea who he was. Like I said, I'm new to this college thing, man, and it just – I just, uh, my friend told me, he's like, oh, bro, you're lucky you get to see, like, the best college football player, like, to ever play. And I was like, who? It's like Travis Hunter. He's like, he's playing on both sides of the ball, uh, corner and receiver, and made some plays, got touchdowns, got over 100 yards, got a crazy pick on the goal line. That was just insane. He just went and just ball hawked it. It was amazing. And on top of that, he played, what, over almost 130 snaps in Texas uh, yeah, Heat over 120. with pads yeah, and a helmet on. Which I don't think people are like recognizing that enough as they should have been. Like, dude, that's insane. He, you have to be so like healthy and in condition to be doing all that. And the only thing that people are saying that's gonna cause him from not winning the Heisman is if he keeps doing that, uh, it just you're playing more, so that means more likely of injury. You're just on the field for longer. So, not that it's bound to happen, yeah, but it could happen more because you're playing more. And I, I think that I've seen a lot of people kind of talk about how like his Heisman candidacy is like it's on the scene now. I mean, you don't really see people often play both sides of the ball like that. And you definitely don't see them dominate like he did. So mm-hmm. small sample size. I'll be curious to see kind of how it progresses throughout the rest of the year. And as they continue playing good competition, I know they got, they got USC, they got Oregon, Utah, Oregon state, um, all uh, Washington, like all really good opponents. So it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of keep it up and, and you know, I'm I'm definitely watching. I'll, I'll be kind of tuning in as they as they can. But yeah, man, to kind of keep moving, um, some brief talking points throughout the rest of throughout last weekend, and then kind of moving on to the weekend preview. I think that the ACC is a really deep conference. Um, one of the big marquee games of the weekend was Florida State LSU, and I know that I had mentioned that I thought LSU was going to win. I thought LSU had a better team, but 
didn't look that way at all. I mean, Florida kind of Florida State dominated them, and really just showed like why that they're a, a now a top five team in the nation. So I'm definitely kind of interested to see you know how they continue the rest of the week or rest of the season, kind of how the the ACC shapes up the rest of the way. Um, one of the other out of conference games that the ACC had was uh, North Carolina playing South Carolina, which again was one of the games that I had mentioned last week. Got that mm-hmm. prediction wrong also, as I did with LSU, as I did with TCU. So um, kind of keep that train rolling. UNC beat South Carolina. Um, pretty, you know, pretty efficient day. And I think that Drake may kind of showed why he's one of the top three quarterbacks in the, in the nation right now. And, you know, you uh, South Carolina have a lot of things to kind of figure out. And to, you know, there's, there's supposed to be a lot of things that, you know, they were going to possibly complete on the SEC East this year. And, you know, there was a lot of hype around around Spencer Rattler and, you know, he threw for 150 or 350 yards, but, you know, didn't really make the plays that you needed him to make. Um, and then the last thing around the ACC is is last night was the final like big game of the of the weekend. Um, Duke had a big upset on Clemson where there was like a lot of things that, you know, Clemson really was never in the game. And they were a preseason. I think they were seven before the game started and they dropped all the way. They lost the game. And, and the only reason why they scored any points was because Duke muffed the punt. So it ended up being 20 to seven. And I think that it just kind of shows like, Hey, like Duke is a really good team and they have the talent. They're coached really well. They have a good quarterback. And I'll be interested. I, I the ACC is, is a conference that I kind of want to keep an eye on. Cause I think the upper echelon of the ACC could kind of make some, make some moves around the, the national scene, which is pretty impressive. Um, and then quickly, quickly, just a little weekend preview. Um, there's three big games that I kind of think are going on this week. Um, so the first one that I'm interested in watching is Ole Miss Tulane. So Ole Miss is ranked number 20 and then Tulane is number 24. You don't see SEC teams really do this very often. Um, so that's why I'm pretty, pretty interested to see kind of how it goes and, and what the result of this is. Um, Tulane, like at the end of last season, uh, be a really good USC team. Caleb Williams in the Cotton Bowl. So that's, you know, a big game. And then Ole Miss is a really good team. They are really good in the transfer transfer portal. Um, Lane Kiffin is a really good coach, never really good quarterback in Jackson Dart. So I think it's going to be a tight game. And I think that there's a lot of like a lot of good things to, to go around it and a lot of reason to be excited about it. But I think Ole Miss is going to win. I don't think it's going to be a massive blowout, but I think, you know, three to seven points on the road, I think is a good result for Ole Miss. The second game that I want to talk about is Oregon going to Texas Tech. I think that there was a lot more hype around this game before this past weekend when Tech lost to Wyoming. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Tech is one of those teams that was like, had a lot of hype going into the season. People thought that they could make some noise in the Big 12. And, you know, Oregon was going to be the test where, where they can see, like, hey, can they compete on the national stage? Like, are they a talented team? Do they have the talent to do so? <clears throat> well, obviously, they lost this past weekend to Wyoming. Not a good loss. Really bad for them. Um, Tyler Show, their quarterback, transferred to Texas Tech from Oregon. So, uh, you know, is it a re- revenge game for him? Do does he kind of have a point to prove that you know maybe he should be the starting quarterback over Bo Nix, Oregon? But I, I think ultimately, I think Oregon has more talent than, than Texas Tech does. I think that they're used to more these big game environments. <clears throat> but I think that that Texas Tech, I think that environment will help them and kind of you know things are kind of weird in Lubbock after dark. And you know, I think that I think ultimately Oregon will win, but 
I think it's going to be a really close game. I could see it being, you know, two, three, four points. But I mean, I mean, going upwards of seven. But you know, if Texas were to Texas Tech were to win, it wouldn't surprise me because I think they are a good team. They have talent, but I just don't think that they have the playmakers to do it. And I think that I think that Oregon's a better team and, and kind of more prepared for this on the national stage. And then the game of the week. Um, very clearly, it's Texas against Alabama. So this is the second, the second, second year in a row they played. <clears throat> Last year it was at Texas. This year it's at Alabama. So I think it's going to show a lot about both teams. I think you know is is Texas really back? Is is Quinn Ewers their quarterback? You know, does he deserve to be in the Heisman conversation? Can he make big plays when on a national stage when when they need to? Um. Is Alabama still the national power that they are? I mean, they have they have so much depth and so much talent, but you know there was questions at quarterback going into the season. You know, is Jalen Milrow their quarterback? Can he win big games and big moments? I think that ultimately, right? I think it's going to just show that you know Texas has has the talent, but I think at the end of the day, they're still Texas. I don't think that they have the mentality to go in Alabama and, and compete. I'm looking forward to eating my words in in a week's time and to come back and talk and and after Texas you know blows out Alabama at home but I right now I think that Texas is gonna is or Alabama's gonna win I can see it getting to as much as like 17 but it wouldn't surprise me if it's a close game if Texas is ready it may be seven to ten points but yeah I, I think Alabama still wins the game but at the end of the day I mean that's that's Austin University that's kind of all I have on college ball. <laughs> It was a good weekend. I think I think it's going to be an interesting season, and I think that there's a lot of really, really talented teams that aren't, you know, the SEC, which is good. I think the SEC still has, like, you know, some of the top talent in, like, Georgia, Alabama. They're all still really good teams, but I think that there's a this could be a year where there's a national championship that isn't – a national championship team that isn't an SEC. So, uh, yeah, man, moving on. Um, I haven't talked with you about this yet. But I think I want to rename the Jinx of the Week to uh, YDKB of the Week. Uh, if you don't know what that means, it means you don't know ball of the week, which clearly <laughs> no I don't know ball. Um, so, oh, I yeah, love man. that. Yes. Uh, yeah, so, you know, Austin, you know, YDKB, you don't know ball. Everything that came clearly. out of my mouth last week. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. Everything that came out of my mouth last week was wrong. You know, Prime can coach. TCU can't play defense. Um, LSU can't beat Florida State. South Carolina can't beat North Carolina. I mean, I, you're I'm the fate of God, here. bro. Yeah, you know, there's Bookie with Trenton, and now there's me. So yeah, you know, I I don't know ball apparently. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm <laughs> it's tough. You know, if you would have seen uh, yeah. me on Saturday, I know all all he did and. I was in. I was a rough state of affairs. I was upset. You it know, was. It was a rough day in general. Home. Saturday, bro. It was a rough day. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh, the it kicked me while I'm down. The Rangers get smoked too while we're there. So like, I, I maybe I don't know ball. I thought I did, but I guess I don't. So. Yeah, you, you can get home real quick, man. With these sports every weekend now, and NFL is about to start, bro. So. Yeah. It's okay, man. It's only yeah, gonna I'm get worse. Forward, just telling you right now. Yeah, so we're gonna take a week off from giving hot takes. I, I mean, we just yeah. need a break. We need to get a win. So yeah, let's do that. Let's uh, do that. With let's that, focus man, on that. Let's, 
let's transition. Let's let's transition to the Rangers. Let's see what. Let's see the what Rangers, man. I give a little break. Let's see. Um, I don't. I don't want to talk about the Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Again. Again. It's another week. We're gonna keep it short and sweet. Uh, we suck once again. Pitching terrible once again. Offense is kind of getting hot ish. Not even. I mean, you have Mitch Garver. It has been absolutely dogging ever since, like, I think, like, late July or early June or early July. And then um, Seager just being Seager. Um, we saw it live yesterday. He had two home runs. His first one was first pitch and just absolutely just pissed on it. He was part of my leg, and I was happy about it. I was like, hey, he did it. Uh, and then still didn't win money because um, J.P. Francis had to get a strikeout and um, what's-his-face couldn't get a hit. Nathaniel Lowe couldn't low. get a hit and Jeremy Pena, yeah. Jeremy yeah. Pena decided to get two hits, okay? But, yeah, no, I mean, uh, that's another series, lo- series loss for the Silver Boot Series for the Rangers. That's seven years in a row. That we can't beat the Astros. I mean, I could care less about the Silver Boot unless we start winning it. Then I will care about it and rub it in Astros' face, but that's not going to happen. Um, yeah, no, it was, a, it was a great environment, man. It was a lot of Houston fans. That stadium was loud, and sadly, they were more loud than us, Ranger fans. Yeah, like it, it, it definitely seemed like a like home game. Was, I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I was surprised at, at how many, at how many Houston fans there were compared to Texas fans, which not ideal, especially when you kind of it's a big series. You need to make some plays, and yeah, it's usually. Um, I mean, because the Rangers are actually competing, so I mean that's why you get. I think that's where you even get a little bit more Ranger fans. Um, but I think if it would have been like last, I mean, like, I think a couple years ago, I mean, you still get people just because it's Houston Rangers, but definitely. Um, don't even get um get close to what it is now, but you at least try to compete with the Astros. But I mean, Astros have just been doing it for so long; they know exactly what to do. I mean, shit, they've been to ALCS. I think what like I think I heard about this. It. Like I think at least four years in a row where they at least made it to the ALCS. So or even more than that. But they're just they're in their like their uh, dynasty phase, and I mean, shit, there's nothing we can do about it. it. Just sucks that it's the same team that is in your state. So I don't know how long it's been like that. You think. This year was going to change, but I'm going to tell you right now that it's not going to change. As we're recording this, we're going to Otuve pimped a uh, solo shot. Oh, and Uvaldi's day, days off is already done. He made it one and one third. So uh, awesome. we'll talk about what happened today with the designation stuff. Um, pitching, obviously, is still a damn problem, but there's nothing much you can do. There's nothing in the minor leagues that you can do. Uh, Glenn Otto got DFA'd. Feel bad for the guy. Uh, he really didn't pitch much, but when he did, it was bad. He just got put in terrible situations. Spores somehow gets to see another fucking day on this team on the fake IL. Why can't you just drop his bitch ass? Um, Ian Kennedy's <laughs> back with the club. I'm going on a rant right now. This is pissing me off, dude. I'm sorry, but Go Ian ahead, Kennedy bro. finally gets called up. Um, he got called up early in the year. Got his contract selected. Um, he did okay. I mean, I think he got rocked, so they sent him right back down. I kind of forgot we had him again. Uh, he was with us a couple years ago. He was our closer. He was a pretty damn good closer. He got traded at the deadline, I think, two years ago. And we got something good. I think it was him and Cal Gibson that got traded to um, to Philly. So, I mean, he had a pretty good, like, it was one of those just, like, one-season wonders. And they're going to hope that he can do it again here. Um, but, yeah, so that's what the moves were today for the Rangers. And um, Bruce Boch is just trying everything they said. We're going to do everything. And uh, we mentioned it briefly, or me and Nelson were talking off camera. We're like, they asked him on the fan, the interview they had for them today, is like, what are the possibilities? We could see Evan Carter just for, like, I don't know, something for this damn team to get something up. And yeah, he said, man, er, er, he said, everything's on the table. Like, we're taking every single possibility. And that makes me think, like, 
I told you last week, what if Leiter comes up and like he's had two pretty good starts ever since going on the developmental list? And I mean, I don't think you call him up to Globe Life if you guys saw where he was pitching in front of Magmatics and some live uh, BP yeah. telling him some stuff. Yeah. I don't think you just do that. I really do think they might. They've thought about it for sure and said, hey, I mean, he can throw 99. I know he's going to be in a tough situation, but shit can't be worse than what the, the bullpen is doing right now. I think that it can't be worse than what Swarbs gave us yesterday. That was absolutely like... We saw that live, bro. That shit was so sad. It was so sad. I just... I'm I thought we you, saw I, him getting DFA'd in person. I don't know how they just didn't do it right there and then. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Just don't even, no, don't like, even come years back ago, I was... Me and my coworkers, Spores, absolute... We're, we're haters of Spores, obviously. And... He started, we were talking about it um, before the TCU game, the night before, like, dude, Spores actually was having a decent year. He was actually doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then he just wasn't just able to, off. he wasn't able to get guys out. And like, that was, seeing that live actually killed me. I'm like, I'm watching Spores shit my team away in the win again. Like, why is he still on this? Like, but what sucks is that he's actually one of your best relievers. I hate to say it, as bad as he is, he's one of your best relievers. Like, you're not. He's, he's one of your best relievers. So, again, we're trying everything. Um, don't I, I really don't think you should be surprised if maybe we get lighter up, like six, seven, inning, six, seven, eight inning guy. They're testing him or they're doing him in triple A or double A with um just a couple innings. So I mean that's all you need. I'm gonna ask for two innings from him, and if he can get me shut out six outs, dude. I mean obviously I'll take that. So, okay. Yes, yeah, Rangers, and then Wyatt Lanford gets called up to double A. Gotta love it. Yep. That's another guy straight out of college, just still playing ball, and he's just raking. Yeah, he went over four in his debut, which yeah, it's tough. But at like high ball, I mean, he had an OPS of over a thousand, so mm-hmm. it's pretty elite stuff. And you know, just could have been an off day. So I'm I'm curious to kind of see how he does, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you know he finishes out out the year at, at maybe they call Evan Carter up to to the to the majors and. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Langford kind of settles in quick and maybe he goes up to AAA by this year. But I think that he probably stays at AA and then probably next year he starts off at AAA with, and I have, you know, maybe the back end of the year next year that he comes up to, to the majors. So, yeah, definitely possible. Be exciting. I mean, we need some, we need, we need some center field and left field help, especially at the plate. Yeah, for sure. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, could be big. Um, Series, I mean, after the, the Astros series is over, we got Oakland and then some big gains against Toronto, which they're kind of our direct competition for playoff right now in, in the wild card yeah. chase. So we got to worry about wild card now, man. It, as of today, it was only half a game. Um, they're going to get close. And uh, I'll tell you right now, Andrew or the Astros probably beat the Rangers today. So we're going to even be more farther behind. So. Yeah, these it's gonna be at Toronto. These games have they're winnable if you if you still want to even be considered in the conversation of playoffs. So, okay. but yeah, man. So that's kind of it on the Rangers. Let's kind of move to the the last team that really has stuff going on in the Metroplex, and that's the Cowboys. Um, so they open up their season finally. You know, NFL is back. First game of the week is is on Thursday. I think it's Chiefs Lions, but Cowboys play Sunday night in New York City, or I guess. Uh, New Jersey, but whatever. Um, in New York against the Giants, so I'm excited to see. You know, they're three point favorite. They're three point favorites, or the Giants are three point favorites. Uh, yeah, Cowboys are three point favorites. 
Yeah. Okay. That's cool. I mean, I think the Giants are a good team. I think that that Brian Dable is a really good coach. You know, I, I don't want to give the Giants too much credit, but you know, trying to be realistic here, I, I've tried giving you know hot takes, and you know, maybe I just got to be more of a realistic fan. Maybe that'll <laughs> kind of help out. Um, yeah, you just don't expect so disappointment like me, bro. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to see the Cowboys' offense. You know, no more Kellen Moore. We don't have Zeke anymore. Um, Big Mike's calling the plays now. We we have a really talented receiver room. Tony Pollard is, you know, a great back. And Deuce Vaughn is there. He's, you know, kind of showing out. Offensive line, aside from Tyler Smith, is, is pretty healthy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see the offense. I think that the Giants also have a really good offense. Um, Danny Dimes is—he's not a bad quarterback. He's not—I don't think he's going to win you like a Super Bowl, but I think that he's there and he's top half of the quarterbacks in the league. I think he's better than them. Obviously, Saquon's back and kind of curious to see if he can kind of stay healthy this year and all that stuff. Um, but you know, I'm not super terrified of the receivers. They have Darren Waller this year, which is a good upgrade at tight end for them. Whatever, but. I think that their offense will kind of test the Cowboys' defense, which is what we need. We need to kind of see what we have on defense, kind of see what what Trey digs, and I'm excited to see like Stephon Gilmore and all that stuff kind of debut, as well as you know our linebacker depth, which kind of feels like our biggest concern on defense, and kind of see how that looks. So, I mean, what are you what are you kind of looking forward to the to the game, and and what are you what are you thinking? Uh, just a lot, man. Just football to be back. I'm excited for that. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I am kind of scared. I have the Cowboys winning 24 to 20 on this game. Um, I think our D. De- I mean, I'm not worried about the defense. Like, I know the defense. I mean, Dan Quinn's back. We're basically almost running it again with the same, just upgrading the position. So, I know I, I know the defense is gonna do his job. I'm just scared of. You're not scared. I'm just. I don't know what to expect from the offense yet. Um, last season, I I think was my last season that I was rooting for. Not rooting for that, but. I gave up on him kind of already. Like I, oh, no. I've always been the Dak. Like, so, like I'm, I'm like that one meme where like that or like Jesus on the cross, like you know, covering all the people behind him. That was me oh, with yeah. Dak haters. That was me. I was like, please stop. I was like, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Please no, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, I just, I mean, after last year, that performance at San Francisco, just I was like, I think that's the last straw. I, I can't keep defending this guy. Like. I think he easily is a top eight to ten quarterback in the league. I think put him wherever you want. I think he's up there for sure. And I just he can win you. He can win you regular season games. You've seen we've seen it uh, twelve back to back season wins. And um, I just don't think he's a Super Bowl contender guy that can get you a Super Bowl. If anything, your defense is going to carry you. But that's another team, another offense where you gave him the weapons, so there shouldn't really be an excuse. I mean, he's had it before. When you're rocking with uh, C.D. Cooper and uh, Lamb, yeah, so, no C.D. Cooper and uh, Gallup, my bad. Yeah, and so you now do it again. Uh, you got Brandon Cooks, great addition. Michael Gallup, that he says it's the healthiest he's ever been, which I'm really excited to see him. I think people are really underestimating him since last year was kind of. I mean, he was off his ACL, and I, you could just tell he wasn't confident on it. And uh, C.D. just C.D. Lamb being C.D. Lamb going for probably yeah. a thousand yards and getting the ball almost every single time. So uh, running back, we'll see how that works too. I want to see how the run game is going to be. And just offense again, like you said, no Kellen Moore, no Zeke. Um, I just, I don't know what to expect. So. Yeah, I think that's all. Those are all pretty valid points. I'm kind of still that guy that's like 
pretty big on the Dak train. I think that I think he's a really good quarterback. Yeah, I had to hop off, bro. I'm sorry. I think I was, I was on it for a long time. I think that it's fair to question him making big plays at the end, big times, which that's fine. This flu game is going crazy right now. I'm Jordan, um, bro. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I have no idea, but I think that I think that it, I'll be interested to kind of see how he performs this year. So, I think that the Cowboys end up winning thirty-one twenty-one. I think that our wide receivers are, are too good for the Giants secondary. I don't think that the secondary that the Giants have is pretty good. But honestly, who knows, man? I, I I don't know anything anymore, so I don't know ball. But, no, right? Like you could say yeah. stuff, but I don't know if it's gonna happen or not. So yeah, so how does losing? Yeah, man, that's yeah. I can't say that. I I'm delusional enough still to kind of convince myself that we'll win every single game. So it is what it is. But yeah, man, I think that's that's pretty much it. Kind of a short episode today. You got any final thoughts or anything like that? Uh, no, man. I just it's football, man. Our mental health is gonna be out the drain now for sure. It's gonna depend on these guys even more because Rangers yeah. are have absolutely drained me. So yeah, I'm it's excited, definitely bro. kind of upsetting. That, you know, Yay. yeah, I have Yay. two. I have two ways to kill my mental health every every weekend, each day. Um, but yeah, man, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, big news on the fantasy football front. Ollie and I have a big week one matchup against each oh, other. Oh yeah. So we'll let you guys know how that goes. You know, who wins, you know, what, what shit we're talking about. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe I, I, maybe my, I don't know ball streak will keep going. So I really hope so. I'm praying on with, it. We'll see. We'll see. So, but with that, man, thank you guys so much for listening. We try to keep it a little bit shorter today and kind of just testing some new things out. So like Ollie said at the beginning, you know, go follow our Instagram, go follow TikTok, go follow our personal Instagrams and 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 Twitters and stuff like that, which I know Ollie's pretty active on that stuff, and I'm, I'm trying to get a little bit better at it. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening.